Everybody, uh, welcome. Hi, hi. <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> welcome to. Hi, Lexi. <laughs> welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Your D commentators this week are me, Luke, and Emma. Hi. And our guest this week is a very good friend of mine. Hi, guys. I'm Lexi. Hi, Lexi. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. Thank you for joining in the us. digital studio. <laughs> oh, it's great to be here. <laughs> great to have you. So, Lexi, before we dive into uh, the program proper, is there anything you want to tell us about your history with the uh, Disney Channel? Um, well, my history with the Disney Channel is not very extensive, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, I've watched a couple series here and there, but um, really just about that Kim Possible. Yeah. <laughs> All about it? All about it. All about that Kim. You Were you more, you were more Nickelodeon? Yeah, but- hundred percent more Nickelodeon. Yeah, did you have a favorite Nickelodeon show? Oh God, um, I I, I don't, I'm so on. The I only spot asked right now. because I, I no, I'm sorry. I only asked because I really like Drake and Josh, and I wanted to know if you like Drake. And oh, Josh. I love Drake and Josh. Oh my God. Yeah, Drake and Josh. Okay, good. Miranda Cosgrove is like my spirit animal. Um, I, so there, I, there was I, a real rivalry between the two back in the day, and I feel like that's kind of Nickelodeon and Disney. Disney. Yeah, I feel like there was in terms Does of that program. still exist? Not really. No. Like, don't you remember when like. Disney was like going super hard on the Jonas Brothers, and then Nickelodeon was like, "Yeah, we got someone that's just as good." The Nathan Naked Brothers band, <laughs> and it was terrible. It was very bad. Didn't the kid from the Naked Brothers band become famous? I couldn't care I think care he was less. in the Falls North Stars. I'm gonna look that Wait, up. Wait, are you? Lexi are you has serious? A, I'm dead she's, serious. She's googling. I'm googling it, Lexi. And then while I Google this. Don't you have a lovely story oh, about yes. Lucas and Kim Possible? A beautiful story to recount. Part of the reason why I asked Lexi to join us on this episode is because A, I know she's a Kim Possible fan, and B, she's one of my oldest friends. Like, we've known each other for a very, very long time. And she has a lovely story that involves Kim Possible that she loves to tell about me. And oh, I don't yes, think I because... can stop her. I don't think I could stop her from telling it. Okay, everybody stop. And that wolf was in the Naked Brothers band, and then he went on to be in both uh, The Faults in Our Stars and uh, that other one. Paper <laughs> Towns. Paper Towns. He was a lead in Paper Towns. Yes. He does, He was in both of the John Green movies. Who yes. is that? He was in the Naked Brothers band. Nat Wolf. I was actually surprised I was I right. Feel like I usually know, I just shout things out. I feel like I know one Naked Brothers band song and I, can't, I feel like it has something to do with cars. It has something to do with a car. You're right. Okay, wait. Get to the story <laughs> yeah, about Kim Lex, Possible. Lexi, tell your story. Oh, right. The, the story about Kim Possible. Well, so I can be embarrassed to move on. In our younger years, we're hanging out with our friend Dane, and Mm -hmm. you know, because all of our moms were friends, so they were there getting drunk upstairs, and then they came down. I know, classic, classic Cindy, classic Peggy, Uh, (laughs) the good old days. So we came. uh, Cindy came downstairs to get Luke to go home. And Luke was with me and Dane. We were watching Kim Possible, and Luke started crying and throwing a tantrum because he did not want to stop watching Kim Possible. He's like banging his fists on the floor and like, Mom, I don't want to go. I want to watch Kim Possible. Why would you ever want to stop uh, watching Kim Possible? When, um, when you say your younger years, do you mean like much younger, or could this have happened in recent months? Because honestly, it <laughs> really could have happened at any point in the timeline. Listen, 
I am not, I'm going to be upfront about how much I love Kim Possible and how much I like this movie. Because no, Kim no. Possible is a Frequently great, you great throw show. Uh, for the, <laughs> how often you cry. But before we talk first, so yes, haha, I'm not embarrassed because Kim Possible is great. Um, oh, there's so many. I'm sorry, I'm not, just kidding. <laughs> so, I'm in a like, Wikipedia black hole of the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, uh... Before we talk about Kim Possible proper, let's do a little Disney Channel news because I've, we've got some really tasty bits today. There's some small stuff that's Disney Channel original movie related, but not really important enough to talk about. But the big news that I am so excited about is that Disney recently announced that the Queen is coming back, folks. She's returning to the land where she got got started. Ray and Simone is returning to Disney uh-huh, Channel. That's me. Yes. And she is we're doing a That's a Raven related project. I don't know if it's a spin-off, a revival. It's and, a reboot, because she's yeah. cast in it, and so is Annalise Vanderpool. Who played who Chelsea, plays Chelsea, who's her best friend. So they're definitely doing like a girl meets world where like she's gonna be a mom and her kids are gonna be psychic and stuff like that. Disney, get Kyle Massey up in this bad boy because Corey needs to be in the house. He's not crazy. No, I, I think just, he's like I, I, be brought, his Instagram. I think I remember reading he's doing rap stuff now, which is I don't know. Cool. I keep his Instagram. He's Obviously not over that so Raven because his Instagram is like ninety five percent old. I mean, of are him any of us over that so Raven? From when he was in that so Raven. Wait, what? What? I think maybe he's in it. He like posted something about it. Oh, he says the. Fi- oh, he said Uncle Corey. Guys, maybe breaking, he's in. breaking news. Guys, Corey is coming back. And guys, Kyle- guys, this is based off of a shitty meme that I found on his Instagram. <laughs> this is confirmed in no way, shape, or form. So we it's one hundred percent confirmed. Hundred percent confirmed. We're gonna toss Kyle- into the universe. Kyle it's Massey. true. It's he's coming back. Yes. Don't fact check that. It's gonna be great. Big fan. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Raven rules. Anyway, okay, moving on. The big news that dropped, not big, yeah, the fun news that dropped was that uh, if you were a fan of Disney Channel in the early 2000s, the Oz, as Emma will. likes to call them, uh, you will remember that they got many of their stars to do little promos for in between the shows and commercials where they'd be like, hi, I'm Selena Gomez from Disney Channel, and you're watching, I'm from that, which is where we play and you're watching See, Disney Channel. See, you would Channel. fail. You and, would, already yeah. fucked up. And they would take a little wand and make the mouse ears with Disney <laughs> Channel. And someone found the raw footage of that. I also want to just... know that there's raw, some, you guys know that there's raw footage of me doing that in my bedroom, me with like a hairbrush, just waiting for my agents to call. Because uh, we all, I we all know. my own well, show. I think there's raw footage of all of us doing that at some point. <laughs> Um, but yes, doing the raw footage of them just being, saying those lines, and then vague people yelling at them to do them well, better. Well, they were also, guys, it's also them holding a stick yes. on a white background, because they didn't have any animation to make and their And it's the most awkwardly hilarious thing I think I've ever seen. It's cringeworthily funny. I it's- don't know how many takes they made them do, but they look like the most beaten down group of smashed assholes I've ever seen in my whole entire life. They look miserable. Hillary Duff in particular looks like she's, she's her life's been she's ripped away from her. Crying. There's like Straight tears up welling crying. up in her eyes. You, you can see the souls of these children leave their bodies I'm as they're you, sucked out Aaron by the Carter Disney broke up with her minutes before she filmed that. He shot her a text on her flip phone and then they were like, Hillary, get out there. You gotta make... And then she was drawing it and she was like, oh my god, it's mouse ears? Like... <laughs> Like, bitch, where do you think you are? Like, PBS? Obviously, it's mouse ears. Like, you guys have to go watch these. Yes, They're go so go funny. watch them. There's an article. I, if I had to recommend anyone's Beans from Even Stevens is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he draws, like, a trapezoid. He has no idea what's going on. 
Yeah. Also, Eddie Orlando Brown. Classic Orlando Brown is wearing one of the craziest outfits I've ever <laughs> seen in my whole entire life, <laughs> which is. include like a fuzzy white bucket hat and like oh, yeah, you fifteen know different chains connected from his shirt to his <laughs> pants. And, like, it's all denim, but white denim, it's crazy. It's awesome is the word you were looking for. It's a for. treat for the eyes. It's, yeah. Uh, there's a link on our Twitter that I tweeted out. I think there's also an article on BuzzFeed. But, yes, check them out. They're Shout out to the glorious. saint doing God's work that found that footage yes. and released it. Thank you, us. mysterious man. If you ever want to come on the show, shoot, talk to me on Twitter. I'd be happy to have you on. I wanted to get the story of how you found this footage. Anyway, so let's talk about Kim Possible. I'm jazzed because, as we mentioned, I love Kim Possible. So, for those, yes, for those of you who aren't familiar with Kim Possible, Kim Possible was a show in the early 2000s animated. Um, for those of you not familiar with Kim Possible, it's like impossible, but with Kim. Yes, true. But it's about a teenage girl <laughs> in high school who also is a crime spy, spy, crime fighter, superhero. She's not a spy because she's not really ever yeah. pretending to be someone she's not. Yeah, well, she is at one point, but that gets thrown out in five but seconds. But she's not a superhero because. But she has she, cool everyone, tech. She doesn't have any she's, powers. Right, but Black Widow doesn't have any powers. Okay. It's, she's kind of like Black Widow. She uses a lot of cool technology to make up for her lack of... But yes, and she's got a bumbling sidekick named Ron Stop. Her only superpower is school spirit. And cheerleader. cheerleader. No, she can do a ton of cool flips. She can yeah. do it. She can do a sick flips, y'all. I'm just saying, I was a cheerleading captain at my high school. I could do a backhand spring and, like, pop my ass into the splits, but, like, no one ever called me to go fight crime and save the CEO Mr. of the company. Yes. So that's a great transition, thank you. So the film, Kim Possible, so the drama, because one of her catch one of her like six so not the drama. six early catch early two thousands catchphrases is so not the drama. Um open the film opens in Japan as we meet Mr. Naka something. Sumi. Mr. Nakasumi, who's the head of a toy company who is an existing character in the Kim Possible verse. We've seen him before. And he comes under threat from Shigo, who is the henchwoman of Dr. Dragon, who is Kim's arch nemesis. And this whole scene basically is, hey, if you haven't seen Kim Possible, this is Kim Possible. Also, if you haven't seen Kim Possible, why the fuck are you watching this movie? Every <laughs> single line, it just it's just like back to back. Like, oh, by the way, I'm Kim Possible. Also, I, that move won us sectionals at cheerleading because I'm a cheerleader. And that's why I can flip like this. Also, I'm Ron Stoppable. I'm the sidekick. Here's my rat. Like, yeah. they are laying it all out that's, for you. That's basically you the, gotta, the opening scene. <laughs> that's, it's just a bunch of lines mashed together. Yes, but the, but the best part of it is, so Shigo comes in a jet to try and kidnap this guy and sends ninjas to attack him. And then, as you think they're about to grab him, Kim erupts from the float that he's riding and starts fighting them and one of them, and kicks their ass. And then one of them goes, No, it's impossible! And then she just goes, No, but it's pretty close. And it's Didn't. just... Yeah, it's the pun that, yeah, her name sounds like impossible. And then Ron beats his way out of the float because he's not strong and can't jump out of it uh, and fights... The fat ninja, sumo ninja, sorry, I don't want to body shame. Uh, sumo ninja. And again, he, of course, is no match for him, and Kim has to come in and finish it. But then Shigo uses a claw from the for airplane she's flying to pick up and, like, skyhook the CEO guy and start flying around. And Kim uses, like, rocket roller skates to somehow catch... Yeah, the world's coolest Heelys. Yes, yeah, they're Heelys. To somehow basically. catch up with him. Ron did not wear his rock roller skates and is wearing... Ron has become comically bad at everything. Yeah, yeah. He put I on the wrong I said it before and I was said this to Luke earlier. I love Kim Possible because the only people who are capable, talented, 
and have any idea of what's going on, any wherewithal, are the women. The men have no idea what's going on. No one. I mean, her dad is smart, but he's a moron. Like, he can't, he doesn't have any idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, like, she is smart, Ron's a moron, Shigo is smart, Draken's a moron. Only Shigo and Kim can fight. Yeah. The other people don't fight. Yeah, Ron literally fights by, like, slapping. I think he and Dragon even have a fight at one point in the series that's just going like, eh. Rufus is a better fighter. Probably, and I've only been in, like, one fight in my life. Um, no, Rufus, the mole oh, rat, I thought you said, dumbass. I thought you Not said you. Lucas. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. That's a weirdly nice thing to say. Uh, no, I was talking about the rat. Well, I honestly... Then, so, yeah, let's talk about the rat real quick. So, yeah, we meet Ron and Kim, and also their third member of Team Possible, which is Rufus, his pet naked mole rat, who basically is the true hero of the franchise, because he saves them from basically anything. He's like a little Swiss army knife. He can pick locks, he can cut them out of ropes. Another important point that I didn't remember from this series is that Rufus is oddly very sentient. Yes. Like, he knows a lot of what's going on. He can speak he broken... He has a surprisingly large vocabulary. Yeah, he can speak broken English. He can... He's totally he can aware so of everything much. that's going on. And he, he's he, adorable. It's not, and it's not like they're like, Rufus, help chew us out of here. It's like... Rufus himself sees a gun going over a cliff and runs and grabs it with his little teeth he's because heroic. he knows he's, that he needs to save He's it. the like, true he, hero. You don't need to tell him what to do. He is on his shit. Yes, he's the true hero of the franchise in my eyes. And he's voiced by Nancy Cartwright, who uh, is the voice of Bart Simpson. Oh, but that, by the way, that reminds me. We're not going to go over the voice actors because you've seen because them. Because this if you've is literally watched. a mixed bag of anyone who's ever been on Disney Channel in the past 20 years. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> like Chrissy Carlson Romano... Uh, Will Friedel. Will Friedel from Boy Meets World. Taj Maori. Taj Maori. Raven. Raven Simone. <laughs> She's Monique. Uh, Kristen Storms from Xenon. Ricky Ullman. That's the only new character introduced. Uh, I saw him in the opening credit sequence and I gasped. And I was like, oh, Ricky Ullman. And then I furiously Googled him. And he goes by Revive now, guys. Revive Ullman. Hmm. Because he's Israeli. And he went back to his back to his roots. So Revive of the Future. Very cool. Revive of the Future. So they fight these ninjas. Guy gets grabbed, and then Kim managed to latch on, and they do this cool flying scene where Kim's, like, grinding on buildings and her rocket skates trying to save this guy. And then suddenly, we hear the most iconic sound. I was going to edit it in, but that's fine. I did it. it Uh, I edit it when you have me. Which is her, Kim's most iconic piece of technology, which is the communicator. Which, yes, that is a pun. Another pun. Which is a pun. And it's her tech... Another pun? It's impossible. Thank you. (laughs) It's her tech advisor, Wade, who's this guy who you basically... Who's agoraphobic. He's ba- I don't remember if he's afraid... I have diagnosed him as being orthophobic. He's either afraid to leave the house or he, he just... has a mental illness. <laughs> or he just doesn't like to leave the house. And he they says... They had to have mental And he illness. says, hey, Kim, are you busy? And she goes, kind of, I'm not also, saying... Also, read the room, Wade. She's yeah. flying to the fucking sky. Obviously, yeah. she's busy. And she's, she's like, kind of. And he's like, oh, okay, it's nothing big. Monique was just calling about Bonnie and Brick and... That's your throat! <laughs> I don't know why I make Kim she, scream. Yeah, she sounds um, she sounds like a general who's getting like called from the front lines. Like it's like him. like it's like General Sanderson, <laughs> patch him through, damn it! But no, she's urgent, and I love yes. this. I, okay, I like two things about Kim Possible. I like him. I always liked Kim Possible, but I like that the men are all worthless because art imitates life, and men are all worthless. I have I have never dated anyone who has been better than me at anything. Um, that's just your own ego, but go on. A true statement. <laughs> Again, don't fact don't fact check it. It's true. I said it, so now it's true. Uh, it's only Donald Trump. Canon. Uh, it's it. Don't don't get political. I said it. It's true. I said it. Now it exists. Don't get political. Um, I sound like Alec Baldwin. Um, but uh, it's uh, I said it. Um, but I also liked 
that they like she's a badass and she doesn't like really fit in because like everyone hates her even though she's like a celebrity <laughs> yeah who's she saved the world like in in countable amount of times but i like that they don't try to make her like a cool girl who's just like i'm not like into like that girly stuff like it's so dumb like i just want to hang out with dudes like they make her care about all the stuff that girls care about and i really like that because like you can be a badass and also really care about who's going you're yes. to the problem with who. And speaking of, That's and, a good message. Yes. As I called on Prince of Protection program, this film, much like sixty percent of Disney Channel original movies, prom is what is a big factor. Or the big here. dance. Like, or the spring fling. Spring fling, homecoming, something. There's a dance coming and pe- characters are upset about it. The, the dance in Disney Channel movies is like the apocalypse in every <laughs> like superhero movie. Oh, it's always coming. It's, the world's always on the brink of the apocalypse yes. and our characters but, are always on yes. the brink of a dance. We get to meet Monique <laughs> on the communicator who Again, is my favorite Simone, and she informs her that Bonnie and Brick, who are two characters in the Kim Possible verse, are dating once again. They've been on and off all the time, and she says, "Oh, they, she just wants a date for prom, and they'll come back later." She hangs up on Monique. Keep in mind, as this conversation is happening, she's literally flying through the sky, yes. clinging to a light man. And she pulls body. out, and she's like, "Okay, now that I've had that moment, I'm going to actually solve this problem." Pulls out her second. Wait, most- I also oh. wanted to say that she loves drama. <laughs> She's all about the drama. She absolutely lives for drama. As someone where the name of this movie is so not the drama, she, when she heard that there was drama in her high school class, she immediately was like, give me the fucking scoop. And (laughs) she was like, I gotta hear it now. Give me that good good. So I think she's kind of a... Yeah, sorry, I'm in the middle of a chase. Yeah, yeah. but like, let me know. It's FaceTime right now. As I think as, she loves drama. As much as she as says... As someone who loves drama. As much as she says it's so not the drama, she clearly lives for the drama. She lives for it. Um, but yes, so she pulls out her second most iconic piece of technology. Kim Possible is a hypocrite. You heard it here first, guys. I said it now, and it's true. Thank you, Emma. Uh, so she pulls out her second most iconic piece of technology, which is a hair dryer that is also a grappling hook. And she swings from the building, saves the guy... Uh, after Ron gets involved in some shenaniganery with him using the wrong gadget, and Shigo tries to uh, s- save the op, but she only manages to get his jacket, and mentions that they should take that hairdryer away from her at some point, which is a good point, because it saves the day all the freaking time. Why does it still need to be a hairdryer? Again, yes. my other thing... And Emma's Feminism Corner, why does all of her gadgets have to look like why beauty are products? All, why are all your segments corners? I, I'm always in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Except for me, I'm always in a corner. All of her gadgets have to look like beauty products. Like, why Which, can't she just have a fucking laser? Yeah, and why again, does it have to it look like a Kylie lip kit? And again, like, it doesn't go. make sense because she's never in disguise. And no! And everyone, and everyone knows everyone, she's like a spy. She's or, all over the news. Her social media presence is insane. Like, Yeah, even in, like, totally spies. Like, no one knew that they were actually spies. And they had, like, uh, I just think they could the, do less. They don't need to do so much sneaking around with the gadgets. They, everyone knows. You're right. But they save this guy, and then we go into the opening title sequence, which sucks. It's bad. It's Not so, great. so bad. I don't like it. Because the Kim Possible theme is great. It's a great, great theme song. It's iconic, I would even go as far as to say. In the, as much as Kim Possible is a class, this film's a classic, the theme song is iconic. And they try to go for this Call over me, the top. Me. I'm going to insert it. I'm just going to sing it. No. You want to reach me? <laughs> doesn't matter when doesn't No, matter. stop. Uh, so she buy my album on iTunes the opening sucks because it's like James Bond like slow and it, you don't really get to hear the iconic this is where I saw Ricky Ullman in the credits and gasped pause the movie went yes. to go so they fly back from Japan and she par- she and Ron parachute out of the plane because they're extreme and why well, can't they just land the damn plane I feel like they do that in every because episode because they're 
extreme. And uh, she walks into her house, and her parents are regarding on how uh, late she was out okay, last night. This is where this movie lost me. I it got me back, but I had a misconception of Kim Possible from a youth, where I thought that she hid being a spy from her parents. But they a hundred percent know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everyone. Everyone. It's on the front page of the news. But why isn't she still cool at that point? I don't know. It's They're not just... like Hannah Montana where she's like a loser in real life, superstar by night. Like, she's superstar by day and night yes. and everyone still hates her. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. But her parents are super on board with her going out and fighting these... Bad villain, parents. These villainous people. And yes, uh, much in the vein of how Kim's punt name is a pun on Impossible... Her parent, her family's name is entirely built around that pun. It's Kim Possible. Her father, Jim, Tim but Possible. But the brother's name. The brother's names are Jim and Tim Possible. That egotistic and, bastard and that, just named his two sons after his own name? Yes, his name is James Timothy Possible, and the two sons' names are Jim and Tim. And the mom's name is Anne Possible. She's the only one whose name does not fit with the convention. Um, but her middle name is Kim's, I mean, her name is Kim's middle name, Kimberly Ann Possible. This is the laziest naming. Is that lazy or narcissistic? Both. It's both. It's both. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, there one of them is a brain surgeon, and one of them is a... Rock- rocket scientist? They, they, rocket they scientist. say rocket scientist, but he is not working on a rocket when we see him I don't later. Know the fuck rocket scientist? So, like, they're busy people. I guess they didn't have time to give their yes, kids Yes, but speaking names. of rockets, so she comes in and is like, where were you? you were out late last night, Missy. First of all, first of all, her sad attempt at parenting. She's like, you were out late last night. Like, bitch, it's 7 a.m. and she just got home. Yeah, she and never she, came home. And Kim knocks the TV on and it's like, teen hero Kim Possible saves the CEO. Blah, 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 also, blah, blah. This is just a general observation uh, that's going to go nowhere. But when has has anyone in this on this podcast ever hit a TV and had it turn on? That happens in every cartoon yeah. ever. People are just like and like elbow a machine. She's, and she's the fans. She's the ever, And it's the right channel. And it's the right yeah. channel. It's like eh. I love that trope. And she's it's the, never she's happened. She's like the fans. Yeah, she is. Uh, the and so yeah they, Suck it, Mom. and so the parents are like great you almost died congrats and then they don't give a fuck. suddenly rockets fly in and she like knocks it down with a frying pan and then the brothers run in the brothers are super geniuses like their dad and they were like we were practicing with rockets and she's like can't you dweeb wait just, so you know? is the mom not a super genius she doesn't bring she is things. but she doesn't build things she helps people so they build things yeah they built they built those rockets that fly in i don't know I um and we who don't taught her how to be a spy uh, nobody, but she got it from her grandma. That's not a Sitchin time. That's not a Sitchin time. Sitchin time is, they go to the future, and she goes taking over everything. She doesn't go to the past at a Sitchin time? She does go to the past. That's where you see her origin story. Uh, what is her origin story? She's 16 years old. She was born, she cheered. Her, her origin story is that she sets up, <laughs> she has Wade set up a website for her that is kimpossible.com, but there's also a team of superheroes that solve problems called Impossible. Oh, I remember <laughs> called this. Called Team Impossible. And, and then so she's like a wrong yeah, IP it's a, it's a typo. It's a, that's how she starts being a spy, is... Their team impossible. Well, it's interesting because they didn't explain that until the first movie. So they no. really did just start this series expecting you to be like, she's a spy. Yes. She's a cheerleader, but also a spy. Yes. The, she, the no team, setup. The team impossible's website is impossible. And this rich asshole gets trapped in his house because of security system. And he's like, I've got it. I'll call it team impossible. But he typos it and types in Kim possible and wow. calls her. And then she saves him. What and then she starts her career. What a 21st century plot. Yes. Typos. But her grandma in a episode. In a, all right. In all a, right. Yeah. All right. Right, we're we're not going to get into it. So she uh, starts to go get ready for school, and then we cut to the villain's secret lair, which says it's secret lair, because that's the kind of humor this show throws at you. And Shigo is furious that the mission went poorly, and... No, Dragon is. 
Well, she's mad at herself, but Draken is also mad. Um, and it's because someone's like, oh, the brain tap machine's ready. And she's like, I don't have a prisoner to brain tap, you idiot. And beats the crap out of him. And then Draken, like... I will say, guys, I I think I'm a smart person. I'm a good... I'm a good girl. I'm a smart lady. 23 years old. There was so many facets of Draken and Shigo's plot It's in this, a really complex I plan. I could not keep it straight. Is this not a movie for children? I'm, I was only slightly drunk on the plane when I watched this. And I would be like, okay, so what's happening? So he took over the toy toy design Kim's dad got the project from him and like Bueno Nacho his, and then his, I'd be like oh wait brain his, tap yeah. machine and also he has drones his, like, I forgot yeah, his plan is very way more extensive than it normally is on the show like it's crazy I would forget two parts of it every minute yes. every minute it all does tie but well you, to the yes, other yes on the part of the drones yeah it's a really good plot like I, I give the showmakers credit they don't treat kids like they're dumb they like no, go, they really make they go balls to the wall on this. this but so Shigo comes back she doesn't have the guy she just has his coat and Draken, like, drops her into a room. And again, they're working off the assumption that maybe these people haven't seen Kim Possible before. So they're like, oh, we're going to make it seem like Draken's, like, this badass, like, super evil doctor. But he's not. But uh, when he's really not. And so he drops in what is called synthodrones, which are these humanoid-looking um, things in suits that fight Shigo. And Shigo uses her superpowers, which are these glowing things. Why is she the only person that has superpowers? Yeah, that's a, that's a gripe I've had. She with doesn't the sh- have Kim doesn't have superpowers. She does not. Neither does Draken. Right? No, well, Draken. Yeah, and they don't really explain Shigo either. No, they, she just has fire hands. No, they is it do, fire? It, no, it's like energy. But they do explain. What does it do? But it like has cut. It cuts Kim. Well, yeah, it's energy. It's like plasma. I don't know. But they. But that's something I've had. <laughs> Nobody pro- knows. That's a problem I've had with the show is that they take so long to explain why Shigo has superpowers. And the story with Shigo's superpowers, I'll go over really quickly, is that her and her family um, were in a treehouse, and this magical meteor came down to Earth and imbued them all with... A magical meteor? Yeah, what? well, some kind of meteor. They I don't know if it was... in the show? They did. This was an episode of the show. And I don't know if it's a magic, but it was some kind of meteor. It gave them all superpowers. And she has a brother named Higo, who is super strong. She has a brother named Migo, who shrinks, and twin brothers named Wigo, who, like, can split apart or something. And join together. But, like... Why, if she's the... Again with the name. Again. Yes. Uh, lazy. But Terrible. Also, like, if you're the only one with superpowers, why is she not fucking in charge? Ask for a raise. Well, that's the thing. She, the thing is, lean I was, in. Yeah, why is she the high? I, I don't know. What the a, fuck is she doing? This she, dirty Because she can for. fight. But that's the thing. I was gonna say is Dragon's smart, but yeah, but, but she she's smarter than he is. Yeah, and she's fire smart, hands. And she's smarter than he is in the real world. Like he can Take build robots your fire and stuff. Hands and slash his face. Lean into your workplace, yes. ladies. Boss is so incompetent. Yes, he can't do anything right. Well, this is sexism, I mean, he gets guys. really close. He needs emotional support in the first scene. Yes, he. That's he's like I. I'm evil, right? Yeah, that's I'm evil. Enough. That's what this is. Um, so yes, she kills all this, a bunch of the synth drones, and he's just like, "Shigo, calm down. I'm used to you failing." Heteronormative male, just getting and he all asks, the credit. And yeah, he asks her if she, he asks her if he, th- if she thinks he's actually evil, and she's like, "Yeah, of course you are." Like she's really trying to buck him up because there's a weird the, the dynamic between them is really, really. De- uh, it's like really good because you never know which way it's, it's like, going to go. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like their dynamic is like a really like your really cool friend Rebecca. Who, like, you like her a lot, and, like, she's fun, but, like, she has a really shitty boyfriend, and you're like, why don't you, like, just break up with him? Yeah, but at the same time, they both care about each other. Like, the Drac clearly cares about Chico and Shigo, but they get angry but, like, at each other and yell at each other. she's better than him. Yeah, that's, you're right. Um, you're not gonna win this, so me and Lexi yeah. both think that she should be in charge. She can definitely do <laughs> Oh, I'm not, no, that's not an argument. I'm just saying I like their dynamic as all. Well. 
So he shows her some of the special projects they've been working. He's been 15 working on fifteen different projects. Yes, but then my favorite that of all so that every kid needs to keep the straight. Two important ones are the brain tap machine, which he was going to use on this Japanese CEO, and to get the, a toy design. Yes, to get a toy design. He, um, well, they don't need it. No, wait, hold up, Luke. All the all the experiments are important. He's got the the mutant octopus that comes back. Yeah, but he's got what? The, the I forgot research. about that. Yeah. Oh yes. Now I, I was gonna say the teenage wasteland is. <laughs> it all comes. Back. It comes back, but it, not in any significant way. I forgot way. that comes, the octopus was in the beginning. It comes back. It, it comes back briefly. I know yeah, they don't all come back because torture. Because tor- the, the torture experiments don't come back. So the torture experiments don't come back. But yeah, so he's saying... Oh, but he was thinking about it, though. No, but here's yeah. my point. He says, I'm making great strides in torture. But my what I realized is, you have a thing to get things out of people's brains. Why do you need to torture them? That's what the know. point of torture is, is to get the yeah. information. Oh. Feels like he's doing twice it's the work. torture but, works. Yes, but he's, he's, all, he's, but he's, he's doing research into what he calls <laughs> teenage wasteland. He's doing research on Kim Possible trying to figure out how to defeat no, he's her. Just doing, he's doing research into, like, teenage culture, which, like... Yeah, to get inside Kim Possible's head. Yeah, which just, like, take a fucking guess. How out of touch is this dude? Pretty, He's pretty out of touch, actually. And, one, and well, there's actually a great joke, which is what he talks to one of the scientists running the experiment, and he's like, Stevens, how's it going? And, this, and the guy goes, oh, what's up, Dr. D? And he's like, we've lost Stevens, <laughs> which is a great joke. <laughs> that was my favorite line. I actually wrote that down. I like yeah. that. But I also like... I, We've lost Stevens. I feel like he's funneling a lot of money in a lot of unnecessary projects. Or yeah, they continually mention, like, where does he get the resources and money to mm. do this? Oh, his overhead must be re- ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, yes. So There's he, no way he's breaking even at year end. There's yes, no way. Absolutely not. So he try, So he gets mad that he didn't get the toy design from the guy, but then he notices in the coat pocket that Shigo has from the CEO, there's a toy design, and he's like, yes, we're back on. We don't even need the brain tag And Shigo is so confused. She's like, this is what you needed? You needed this toy? And he's like, don't worry. You'll get, like, I got this. Trust me on this one. And she's immediately suspicious. Like, I feel he like actually everyone has a plan. in this movie is confused. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. You're not wrong. It takes a really long time for everyone to figure out what's fucking happening. Uh... So then we cut to school and Kim's in cheerleading practice and we meet her frenemy, mostly Nemesis. mostly anime. Yeah, mostly anime. Uh, Bonnie Rockwaller, who's the one who's dating Brick, as we mentioned and earlier. And this is Kristen Storms from Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. And she goes to this whole diatribe about how Kim needs to get a date for prom because all the good guys are taken. And all the good guys are just the captains of the sports teams, which I find offensive because I was never the captain of any sports team. <laughs> well, you probably wanted a very desired prom date. Oh. Oh, wait, really quick, guys. Yeah. Can we talk about how the hell Ron got to school? Because Kim crash lands in her backyard. What happened to Ron? Oh, we don't know. I mean, we can just assume that he... Does Ron have parents? Yes, he does. He has... His dad is an accountant, and I don't know what his mom does. Oh, wait, Lexi, bring up your good point. Oh, did we talk about... No, bring it up. Yeah, how Kim's... Kim has a complete family. None of her parents are dead. They are together, alive, and breathing, which is... Yes, which is the first of the movies we've watched that's to do that. Yeah, because Smart House dead... Princess Prex program, dead. whatever oh, we don't gone. know, just MIA and Halloween Town dead. Yeah, the dead dead. Yeah, start with a murder. There's no. Yes, no it's brain. the first one to show a complete family. These two Good on are you. Still, I mean, they are shitty and don't give a goddamn care. Oh, they're definitely still really dumb parents. Yeah, they're, they're bad. Together. They're, they're, Do they're a bad alive. job. They're there. Bonnie, she's just chilling <laughs> practice. Bonnie goes. Is to a those, bitch. Bonnie, yes, that's her whole character. Basically, she hates Kim. Because Kim is the captain of the cheerleading team, and Bonnie wants to be like the captain of the cheerleading yeah. team, and just hates her, and doesn't like how much the world-saving thing interrupts cheerleading activities, which is really selfish Bonnie of her. Is just a uh, bitch. So She's a she goes bitch. this whole diatribe about how Kim needs to find a good date to the prom 
because all the, and all go- the good guys are quote unquote good guys who are just the captains of the various sports teams. Which I also, take what to. is the athletic budget at this school? Because they, they have, have a lot team of teams for everything. They've like, got the volleyball and team, and they're like they're like and they're like Jessica's being the captain of the ice hockey team, and I'm being the captain of the football team and the soccer team and the table tennis. Like I'm like every single sport, the lacrosse. I'm like this is a rich ass school. It's I a mean, very yes. Caucasian oh, budget. B- by the way, the town that this takes place in is called Middleton. It's Middleton High. That's and a Caucasian suburb. They make a great they make a great joke out of it, which is. They live in Middleton, and then all whenever they play another school, they either come from Upperton or Lowerton, which is hilarious. To Middleton's me. got some money. Let me just tell you that because that's a lot of sports to pay for. That looks like a public high school. Yeah, that's your. I bet they yeah. all have iPads and some shit. But um, so as much as Kim hates Bonnie in return and doesn't care about her, she, these words kind of strike a chord with Kim, and she kind of starts to think um, maybe she's right. Maybe this whole world saving thing. Is it like a turn off to guys? They think it's weird, and I'm weird. She didn't really like sound like she cared about that at first. It was not at first, like but once she's talking later. Well, when she's talking later in the, to Monique in the Bueno Nacho, she was like, I didn't, "Yeah." Eventually, she gets there, but at first, she was just like, "I don't want to go with someone who's just a friend." Which, like, I get that. Like, you want to look like you have like a boo, like somebody who likes you. So I right. understand. I understood that motivation. That she was like, oh, I don't want to... Like, everyone's... She basically, she doesn't want to go with Ron, because Ron is... Just a friend. As much as she loves Ron... Yeah, she's just a friend, and he's kind of a goofball, goofball mess-up, and she's worried he's going to embarrass her, basically, kind of. Mm-hmm. She says it makes, like, a statement or something about... It sets your social status or something. Some bullcrap. Whenever you go to the Which, well, I'm going to ask both of you, you're both women, was that true of your prom? 100%. Lexi? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. You don't want to go with someone named... Also, like, I love... My favorite thing about school dances is that I love that boys think that they decide who their dates are. It's, like, a cute... Oh, God. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. They're adorable. It's adorable to think that they could ever think they have that kind of control over their own lives. Like, all the girls in our friend group would, like, sit down at a lunch table, like, three months before the dance and be like, okay, yeah. Wait, so, you guys so would, who does everyone want to so go you, with? So you guys would do, like, a Dr. Strangelove war table of Like, we would sit who? down... Or, you gotta, yeah, like, you gotta work on them. Only, exactly, you have to put in at least two and a half months This is of some work. Illuminati like, behind-the-curtain <laughs> bullcrap. So we would all sit down and be like, okay, like, I think I want to go with Mike and you want to go with Garrett, so, like... And, like, we weren't, like, dating these people. Like, they were just, like, our guy friends. But you had to, like, put in some yeah, more... Yeah, you figure it out and see which friends take who. Yes! And you had so to... Everyone, everyone has to go and everyone wants to have a good date. We're not then, just pieces of meat! You are. You're pawns in a greater game. Much like Kim Possible. 100% of are... for prom. Yes! And, like, we would just pick... And so then we would just be like, okay, so I want to go with this guy. So like, I, you would just start texting them more and like hang out with them more and basically trick them into Wait, asking. So you would grift these people and asking you to prom? <laughs> yes, a hundred, hundred percent. This is crazy. Every dance you ever asked someone to, she decided that you were going with her a month before it happened. <laughs> uh, I can't. Oh, Luke, I could tell you stories <laughs> about our friend. Girl All right, no, I'm not. We'll, we'll, I'll, I don't want. I honestly <laughs> don't want to know. Take, this put is the, the wool back over my eyes. Put this the wool back. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. You're not ready for it. I'm not. But uh, keep living in your dream yeah, world. Uh, ignorance is bliss. Put me back in the matrix. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but Emma's right. Oh no, I don't know if she's right. But I was saying was, but yes, the point is. I don't know what that, point I just made. It had nothing to do with the yeah. Movie. No, it was just the point. Neither do I. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to scoot away from it. So Kim is at first thinks it's stupid what she's saying, but then she's talking to Monique later at the Bueno Nacho about how maybe she's kind of right and she would like someone to go with. And again, the world, like I mentioned, the world-saving thing 
is kind of might seem weird to guys, which personal which, honestly it's he's uh, not wrong. I mean, I think it'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? If I could have a girlfriend who's like, by the way, I gotta go save the world at noon, I'd be like, all right, do your thing, girl. But I get, but I gotta say, it's an interesting angle to take with the character. It's something that hasn't been done with the character in the show before, and I think it's a good idea to expand on the movie. What happens next is Wade gets a fix on Draken's location because they're upset that uh, Draken got away. She didn't get Shigo and blah blah blah. They get a fix on Draken's location, which is the Bermuda Triangle. Which is a hotel. Are they actually in the Bermuda Triangle? It's not clear. Or the are ho- they just at a hotel called The hotel Bermuda is definitely Triangle. called the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know if it is. And they had a whole like animation for the sign and everything. Like They yes. did a lot of work on that. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle. Triangle. Be it a hotel okay. or an actual location. Something like that. So uh, we'll call you, beep you, when we want to reach you in a couple seconds, oh, yeah, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm your basic average girl. I'm here to save the world You can't stop me cause I'm impossible There is nothing I can't do I'm in danger cause just know that I am on my way Bermuda Triangle Hotel, and we see... Or in the Bermuda Triangle? One of the two. And we see Draken and Shigo walk in, and Draken's just wearing, like, a bow tie. Or no, he gets a bow tie put I on wrote him. down the Shigo's Shigo out- evening wear. Oh, Shigo is wearing a, the coolest outfit for this it's expedition. It's not even the coolest outfit. Really it's just, like, her cool. usual suit. I it's love really it. Her I, usual suit, it's her like, usual suit, like, cut into a like two-piece. A slit in her thigh. Yeah, yes. well, no, she gets a dress. She's wearing a legit dress. Because Shigo's whole thing is green and black, and she's wearing this but cool... But it's the exact same thing as her suit, but it's just into a dress. I know, and I love cut it. Cut into two pieces it's and, like, so good. some sexy boots. It's so, so good. But, uh, so Kim, they go in, and he's... Why the- did Kim put on a wig? That's what I, yeah, that's a that's something we need to talk about. So <laughs> Was they, Ron undercover? Nope. That's what a that's what She's problem. never had to use a fake identity. She's never. everyone knows who she is. Ex- Why would she even And but pretend? and that's that's the point. Also, what is the point of her putting on a wig if Ron's just that's like falling? What I am out. saying to you. So they jump out of this plane, they swim to the up to the end and then do change into Kim puts on an evening gown and a wig, and Ron's just wearing a tuxedo, no wig, also, whatsoever. The, she goes in and starts digging around or whatever. And in five seconds, the wig is gone. Yeah, I was she, like, there's what? N- the wig is no. I she, hope that wasn't a she, good wig. I hope that was not says, human hair or something because that is a waste of money. Yeah, for she sure. says she's undercover, but Ron is not undercover. She go and drag and know what he look like. Yeah, and, and then the second Kim walks in the door after going into the bathroom and going through an air shaft, whatever. Like, she go immediately recognize her and they start fighting. And the wigs And the wig is evaporated and she goes energy hands. Which I will say, it's a cool fight. It's a cool fight between the two. Is they're like jumping on tables in this hotel while Draken is the Draken's there to get this information out of uh big This is another crazy pl- part of the plot. Yeah, he like, needs what to get are we doing he's, here? he's seeking this te- information on this technology um that's important to his plan, I guess, from this oh, guy. Wait, was that Big Daddy? Big Daddy Brotherson? Big Daddy Brotherson, yeah. yes. yes. Big that's Daddy. a good name. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's good. And Draken just keeps getting like kicked out by his bouncer because he Again, d- he doesn't, Shigo knows what to do and Draken. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't listen to Shigo. So why the fuck isn't Shigo in charge? 
it's pretty good. But then he gets the information from uh, Big Again, Daddy after, after playing his silly games <laughs> and giving him some money. And I like that line. Ron, gets, in, Ron gets into some shenanigans with uh, some poker players. And How many times this movie do you think that Ron's pants come off accidentally? Oh, like five. Probably at five. least five. Yeah. Least Why five? do they keep humiliating him like that? Because that's his, that's his whole character. That's more, his whole character. He gets more incompetent as this film, as this show has gone Oh, undoubtedly. undoubtedly. Like, he's just never been competent. How did he get appointed to be Kim's sidekick? How has he been murdered it's, yet? It's kind of like an Arrow where, like, if you talk to a superhero within ten minutes, you are a superhero. Ron, Kim just draws <laughs> her sidekicks from her groups of friends. She takes Bonnie on a mission one time, I think. She takes Monique a couple times. She takes Wade once or twice. Like, I she, just feel like that's dead oh, Wade. Wow. Yeah, like, she... Wade she does not take because Wade has a gorgeous Phobia. She takes a computer Wade. She takes a robot that Wade looks Thank through. You. Something, whatever. But Wade eventually does leave the house at some point, and it's like a big deal. And help. actually, he has a bit of a romance with Monique, fun fact. Um, oh, really? he can't yeah. leave the house. No, he leaves the house, is what I'm saying. He leaves the house. Um, he also, actually, now that I remember it, he invents, like, a mind control love ray that he's on her, which is kind of messed up That's when you think about it. No. Yeah. All right, continue. Um, but to sneak in, by the way, I skipped over this, but to skip in, she uses her sec- third most recognized piece of technology, which is the lipstick laser. Why couldn't it just be a laser? Because, <laughs> see, it makes sense because she's trying to do undercover, but it makes no sense that she's going undercover. But she uses the lipstick laser to get in and blah, blah, blah. So then she fights. She fights. She goes to cool fight. Draken gets the information that her father has the technology that she's looking for, which is... A pretty interesting idea because generally the parents are just side characters. You never see them get involved like, oh, in the main job. plot. When did you come home? We don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> so, they get away in a helicopter, and Kim's like, mm, "Damn, this sucks." Let's not skip over something really important. I think it's important to note that Kim changes in front of Ron. I've never oh, seen yeah. that before in the show. Oh yeah, well she, she doesn't. Takes like, off she her clothes strips. and he looks away. He does look and away. She puts but on she a does, dress, but she doesn't change. She more she takes off her wetsuit and then the dress like falls in place, and he's just like instinctively just goes like, oh okay. And I think we're supposed to think. And you actually, see her naked skin. You see yeah, her, you she, see her he, leg. You see he, her leg. She changes in front of him. And, and to be fair, we actually there is a precedence for this because there is an episode of the TV show where Ron busts into the girls' changing room with his eyes covered, and it's just like, "What's up, ladies?" Like with his eye covered because he knows. Well, Ron's naked told. this entire movie. His pants are down. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying. Scene. I'm just saying. Ron's respectable. Ron's Ron's a respectful gentleman. He he doesn't see these ladies. He does. I mean, no, I think it's nice life. that he turned his head, but I think it's also an interesting character trait that she would just like. I mean, they've been best friends for a month. I'm telling you, I don't think she whipped her titties out. (laughs) I'm telling you, her pointy boobs were out. Her (laughs) boobs are very pointy. But I'm telling you, she whipped them out. Which I think is just... (laughs) Not to skip ahead here, but like, if I have a romantic anything with anyone... I don't change in front of them. Like, that is Well, they weird. don't have a romantic thing. She's just his, her friend since they were, like, in kindergarten, pre-K, pre-kindergarten. But, like, we're supposed to believe that there's something bubbling beneath well, we'll the get, surface. Well, we'll talk about the bubbling But I'm saying, like, I don't know. That was some questionable, KP. Yeah, You and your well, pointy boobs. We'll move, we'll <laughs> Not go. that we shouldn't be comfortable enough to change in front of our friends, but I was yeah. like, but if there really is some, like, secret, secret love happening under the surface, she's really just... It makes me think that she really just thinks of him as just a friend, and like it's well, it's amazing to me that, that her opinion about Ron is plan, just, her this, opinion about Ron's going to change. This plot takes, but uh, so then we cut to uh, Kim talking to her dad because uh, she is confused about 
all this boy stuff that's going on about the prom and everything. And the dad, I like how the dad just calls the mom. Yeah, the dad immediately picks up the phone and calls her mom because he has no idea what to Men say. Men are incompetent. Yes, and honestly, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then she starts talking to the mom. Who's, it this re- was funny. It was really, was funny. Was she really talks, funny. She talks. She starts like opening her heart to her mom about how she feels and about how she doesn't think Ron would be a good date to go with as a, even as just a friend because people would judge her, but not. But she doesn't really care what they think. But also she does and blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden you just hear another guy go, "Oh, my son doesn't have a date." And then she goes, "Mom, am I on speaker mode again?" And it cuts to the mom and her mom's doing, like, doing open her doing gym. doing brain surgery, and she's just like, "Yeah, honey, it's because I'm performing brain surgery right now." And she tries to give her some advice, and one of the doctors is like, yeah, my son, the captain of the chess team, would be Well, Bobby really... and Artie said you can't go with someone who's not on the chess team. That's yeah. social suicide. Exactly. And then they start... And then the guy starts to die that they're operating yeah, on. Yeah! That was <laughs> crazy! Like, he flatlines in the middle of surgery. Like, Oops, gotta go! <laughs> and he's literally... Yeah, like, what universe is this where everyone is FaceTiming each other all the time? All the time? There's no situation in the impossible universe where you cannot take a phone call like yeah you could have a, a man's life in your hands and he is dying yeah they literally running. have a man's life in their hands and, and he, he will like, tell, still take that phone call yes yeah, um, he's literally dying on the table and all the doctors around just want to know about kim's prom date yes they're really <laughs> in, they're also really did kim possible invent facetime a little bit. But I, I'm sure there was some... I don't know. I said it I, and now it's oh, true. Yeah, and it's dad like, had, like, Siri problems in the beginning. He was talking to his phone and yes. he was deleting the Hephaestus file. I and think he's like, Kim, oh, no, Siri, don't do that. I don't want to say something crazy here that I'm not going to fact check, but I think Kim Possible invented both FaceTime and Siri. I don't think they invented... Siri, <laughs> I, Siri maybe, but I don't think they invented the idea of talking to someone through a video. I think maybe being handheld... You could yeah, make being, like, on your cell phone. Maybe, but, uh... I don't know. That's a good point. That's an interesting idea. I'd I'd have to do some research on that. Um, So then we cut to the next day after Kim is exasperated that she can't find a date. And Ron, and she's talking to Monique about this whole situation. And Monique's telling her, nah, don't sweat it. Like, it's fine. And that's a big kind of a problem. Monique gives some good girl advice. She gives good girl advice. But my problem with Monique, I like Monique a lot. But my thing is, they use, she's basically a vehicle for hip slang. Oh, the things that they have Monique say (laughs) would not fly in 2016. They make Raven use some of the most ridiculous slang. It is in the way that, like, a human would not talk. Like I wish she's like, don't worry anymore. about it, homegirl. You are good to go. You are like, down to it's clown. Like, it like, is. It's all. It's all just phrases that rhyme. I'm like, it's. It's a little. But she is uh, giving good advice. She does say yes. like, if he's worth it and something, he wouldn't care about you saving the world. Exactly. Like, and the right guy will come along. And but then, she's saying it all like she's in Salt and Peppa. Like a little that, bit. And she's like, <laughs> from a '90s R&B group. Uh, you're not, yeah. It's a little messed up when you think it's about it. a little it. weird. But, so then they cut to Ron, who's on his scooter, which goes, like, two miles an hour, and it's like, ha ha, he's a loser, blah, 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 Please, blah. Luke, can you find some of Monique's lines just to put them in? Because I think, I'll like, do my, I'm not going to be able to do, do my justice, be- and I don't want to try do, to do I'll, them. I'll do my best, and I'll put them in right here. Girl, I just went from so to whoa. Huh? It, it takes a while to learn Monique speak. <laughs> so we cut to Ron trying to park his scooter, and, Why uh, is Scooter so shitty? It's because he is. That's because he's Ron. <laughs> it's because he's Ron. It's good. It's a metaphor for him being a piece of shit. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, he's a good guy, but like everything <laughs> around <laughs> everything around his life is supposed to suck, pretty much. Um, so he drives by a scooter, and then suddenly a dude on a motorcycle just darts in front of him, and he's like, "Yo, dog!" He doesn't say that. Hey, you stole my spot, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't see you." And this guy introduces himself. His name's Eric. He's new. He comments on Ron having a naked mole rat and how cool He's they are. He's new to the school. I, yeah. Okay. I just said that. 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Sorry. I, and he mentions how cool having a naked bull ride, and Ron's like, "Oh, don't worry, bro. Let me show you around." And he's like, like "I run this place." Yeah, he's like, "I run this place." He's like, okay, where do I get my assign my class schedule? And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I like." I'm more big picture, like, uh, I don't know. Um, but he takes him into the cafeteria, which is weird because they just got to school. I don't understand how it's lunch. It's already lunch. It's already lunch. And they walk in and he says, and there's there's also a great line here, which is, uh, you can find, here's the cafeteria where you can find a nutritious meal. I haven't, but your mileage may vary. (laughs) (laughs) And they do the, they do the usual thing on like a TV show at a high school where cafeteria food that's bad is just gray sludge I also like, like see, that's a good trope but I also liked when Eric was like who's that talking to Kim oh yeah and Ron goes is immediately like much in the vein of uh, the dad from Smart House Eric goes from Eric goes from six to midnight real fast he is automatically horny for Kim Possible he is like who is that and, and he Ron's goes that's like, Kim the lunch lady oh, <laughs> oh yeah no lady. <laughs> he thinks he's talking about the lunch lady and he goes yeah trust me no matter what you do she will not give you extra yeah, like, or something. I thought, oh wow, my sense of humor is so shitty. I thought that was like really good, um, but no, he's immediately horny. Like the, this jumping off point of Eric come, showing up, like this, then throws the plot into such a rapid acceleration, oh, yeah. and the characters change so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's I almost like I had to rewind to think that I was missing something because like. The minute he's like, Kim, got a fucker, love her. <laughs> like, I am absolutely yeah, not so, real. And so then we, they walk over to the lunch table, and he Yeah, Ron, Ron pulls out a chair for himself, and then Eric fills it right next to Kim. And there's a whole, like, uh, what's the word? There's a whole, like, leading up to that, he's asking a bunch of questions, like, is she single? Are you her boyfriend? And he's like, yo, 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 let's not talk about that. Learn like that anymore. Like, he's immediately disgusted. Yeah, and he's he like, says something like about her being hot. And, like, he's like, yo, don't objectify her. Like, basically, that's what he's saying. He's like, yeah. that's not talking about that. And then he's like, wait, so, like, have you hit that? And he's like, no, like, we're best friends. Gross. Kim is like my sister. Like, he's, and it doesn't seem to be veiled. He's like, ah, never. Like, and then the minute, five seconds later, literally, they walk over to a table and he sits next to Kim. And Ron is immediately pissed off. Yes, he is furious that he's like this, thrown into cock block mode he's, yes yeah he's immediately furious that this guy is showing any interest five in him. seconds later and by the way kim kim is immediately like i don't know is there a girl version of six to midnight uh open for business <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 that one's really good open for business uh <laughs> Okay, so oh god, uh, so Kim is sorry, mom. <laughs> so Kim's immediately super into Eric, and Ron is like okay, and he like shoves them apart and pulls up a seat. He's in between immediately them. like like get the fuck away from my girlfriend. Yeah, but, yeah, um, and he starts like you can tell he's like freaking out, like <laughs> like he's laughing nervously. He doesn't struggle with it at all. He's immediately just like pissed, and he needs to pull them apart. Yes, um, and then we cut to this super fast montage of Kim and Eric getting together, essentially. Yes. Which has the best song ever in the back. What Actually, is that all song? Of these songs, They're oh, all yes. good. These songs They're all good. Yes. These, the soundtrack to this film is fantastic. I don't know what the first song is because I was so enraptured by the second song <laughs> that I couldn't... <laughs> that make. I completely forgot about the first. What's the first song, Lexi? Do you know the name of it or is it just... I have no idea what the name is. I don't know I what it was. it being I, just beautiful and it so was really cute. the situation. And they were like yeah. pushing each other on the swings. I, I know exactly what you're talking so about. We it was adorable. Emma, Emma will Google it. So uh, while she's doing that, so they go through this montage. Kim and Eric are dating now. Like that's what's happening. Immediately. Um, Why they have 
Yeah, that's a, something that's weird. Yeah, which is, they I mean, mentioned, him. They mentioned for that these they two have, people being so immediately horny for each other, they're yeah. taking things real slow. Uh, Aren't you like seventeen? Uh, yeah, they're yeah, nice junior prom. Yeah, nice well, school. it depends if this is after she got her driver because I know there's a couple episodes dedicated to her getting her I driver's license. So she, so she would have been around fifteen, sixteen, but I'm not sure when those episodes take place in the timeline of Kim. And Possible. we know Disney isn't prude with this stuff because they had thirteen year olds kissing in Halloween Town. So like, not on the not on the mouth though, <laughs> not on the mouth, not on the mouth, not on the mouth, on the cheek. Mm. Um, so. Uh, they're dating, and Kim's having Eric over for dinner, meeting the family. Tim and Jim are like gross cooties, little brother. Ah. Um, also, the mom orders pizza. And also, she's a shitty mom. And also, question kids. mark. Ron's there. Like, she's like, yeah, hey, why is it Ron? That's why I said, does Ron have parents? <laughs> he does. You meet his parents, and you even he, they actually there's a thread line where he you meet his adopted. They adopt a baby from China to be his sister. And there's a whole problem with that. And his dad even saves the day from a villain at one point because he's an accountant. Okay. I, uh, looking at the... Oh, the do, you, do, you have the, do you have the song for us? I think it's called Someone For Me that I don't know. Who sings it? Does it say? That sounds about right. No. Okay. There's two Jesse McCartney songs back to back. Oh, yes. Jesse McCartney, that angelic man, is so in this film. <laughs> the first one might be also be a Jesse McCartney song called Why Don't You Kiss Her. Yeah. I'll, if I can find it, I'll splice it in right here. Why don't you kiss her? Why don't you tell her? Why don't you let her see the feelings that you hide? She'll never know. So it makes so it makes no sense that Ron is there, basically. But I don't know who invited him to this dinner. Um, and but we cut to the dad. The mom, oh. I will say Kim is kind of a shitty friend throughout all of this. Like yeah. she doesn't realize that Ron is like pissed at all, or like I just mean, she doesn't does, care. No, she realizes it kind of towards the end. I mean, I think she knows it, but she doesn't really do anything about it. She doesn't care. She doesn't and, like, talk to him. Doesn't pay any mind to it. But the only person who seems to like address it, see it, is the mom. Yeah. Again, because True. the women in this story are. Oh, um, with it, know what's going on, and the men are. Yep. Stay mm-hmm. with me, useless. Uh, so she, the mom's ordering pizza, and she calls the dad and is like, "What do you want?" She's pizza? too busy to cook or name her kid something. I mean, she, I, I mean she's a brain surgeon. It's feasible that she's busy. Uh, so, the, she's so the dad busy. is working on the Hephaestus project, as it's called, which is this weird, vague super metal. We they don't, don't really, exact, I still don't exactly understand. You're not really supposed to at this point. And then suddenly, Draken bursts in the door and is like, I need this Hephaestus project. And then we get... Um, in the, of the dad's office. The dad's not office, of not of the, the house. <laughs> um, and bursts in the and he's like, okay, like, well, here let, me just, here, let me just do this. And then he immediately deletes the project, which is great. Um, and also we get a cool little nod to continuity, which is uh, Draken and Kim's dad went to college together. I forgot about that and until his, they said it. And his name was used to be Drew. Didn't he like Kim's mom? No, that, I don't think that was in. Okay, never mind. No, because there, there was a thing where <laughs> again, folks, we don't fact chat anything. Yeah, I just I, say I, I it, be, and then I just no, throw I might it be up. wrong. I I don't remember that, but if it's in there, some Kim Possible historian can correct me on Twitter. Um, but I don't believe or the mom was ever involved with Draken in any way, shape, or form. But so they banter back and forth, and he's just like, "You deleted the whole project. Like, you're 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 an idiot. Like, you spent like so long on that, and I need it." And he's angry, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, it's all, it's all up here." here. And then Why he's would like, you tell him that? And he's like, "Oh, really? Because I've got convenient. A, I have a brain, brain tap machine." And he kidnaps the dad, and so uh, then they're like, "Start." Then we come back to the dinner. Ron's freaking out some more as this dinner goes on, and they're eating pizza, and Ron's and getting. The mom so is upset. kind of like Kim, like. 
pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. Um, like your friend is and upset. Ron, yeah, Ron won't does want to eat because he's upset. His stomach is quite upset. And then the, the mom says she has her endoscope in the car, which I asked. Is she going to give him a colonoscopy? No, that's a colon- colonoscope. An endoscope is something you stick in your mouth and you oh, check. Oh, for the upper which, endoscopies. Yeah, and also. My dad's a gastroenterologist. Oh, thank, thank you. you. And Lexi. also, question, why would a brain surgeon have an endoscope? Doesn't make any sense. Because she likes shoving shit down people's throats. I guess. Like her own opinions. Nice. Shut up, mom. Um, <laughs> so she, so Ron leaves after you take, being like cootie alert, like joining the little brothers and goes to Bueno Nacho, which we t- touched on a little bit, but we didn't mention Bueno Nacho is their hangout. They go there like every single Ron episode of the show. It. And he invented and the knock. Ron and, yeah, that's I Ron's will say, I thought thing. it was Bueno Nacho this whole time. I've called no, it Bueno, bueno Nacho multiple times. And he invents he in, the knock. Which is nachos inside in a of a taco? big taco, basically. Okay. It's weird. Um, he goes there. And uh, he's very, very sad. But then he gets, and he's something that we get mystery that something's up at Bueno Nacho because things are changing. Things are changing, the and Ron, changing. and everything's changing around Ron. So this Bueno Nacho yeah, thing is just canceled. Naco night. They got rid of the bendy straws. Yes, and things there's new management. They fired. They fired the guy who always works there, and he's like blow him. He's like lower staff now. Um, so he gets called away by Kim saying, oh my Didn't gosh. Did Ron work at Bueno Nago? They both did. They both did. It's a they both did at some point. And uh, Kim, and he was really good at it, and Kim was bad at it. Yes. And I frustrated her. Okay, got Because it. she needed money to buy a jacket. And mm-hmm. Ron just liked the work. Fashion. Um, he was doing it for uh, for this, pa- it was his passion. Uh, so he, she, they go to get her dad back. They find a secret lair, which, again, not hard to do because Wade can basically track anybody. Anybody, on the anywhere. Yeah. Wade has everyone shipped. Wade, Wade <laughs> knows where we are right now. And so he, they go to Dragon's Lair and they don't find Dragon, but they do find the dad. And like Lexi mentioned, okay. all of the stuff comes back. They're dangling him over the octopus tank. They have a mutant and the, octopus. Mutant octopus. Mutant they have good point. The, they, they have the annihilation ray. Didn't we think that the brain tab machine was going to do more lasting damage than it did? He was like fine. Well, no, he still, I mean, he lost his memory. I thought he was going to be, like, mind-controlled or something. Or, like, no. he was just, like, slightly concussed. He was, like, a little serious. concussed little for, bit. like, having his brain, like, knowledge sucked out of his head. But, yeah, so they do this whole action <laughs> scene with her fighting the He's going to have drones. memory loss later Ron, on. Ron does nothing it's as gonna per usual. It's going to be a class usual. action lawsuit. <laughs> Uh, Ron does nothing as per usual. Ron because... actually does literally nothing. Nothing. Yeah, he, like, I think she the she even rat says is the one who saves the day. Of course it is. Ruben is the hero. And that's in every scene. <laughs> and and that's the thing. She says, "Ron, go save my dad." And he's like, and "Okay." Like, and he goes to do it, and then he just like reaches for him vaguely, and he's God. like, "Kim, you're gonna have to do this." Men are so incompetent. <laughs> yeah, it literally infuriates me. Now? Yeah, why did like don't... Ron's been her sidekick for so long? My dad's in mortal peril. Yeah, Ron, go do. Don't it. give him the right. big job at this point. De- like de- delegate him to tasks you know he can handle. Like yeah, and that's this is not one of them. If anything, tell Rufus because Rufus would get that done. So they save the dad uh, from the mutant octopus. They, they use a strong word. If Kim saves the dad from the mutant octopus. Kim go. and Rufus <laughs> save the dad from the mutant octopus. What I thought you and were he doesn't remember. And he doesn't remember what Draken did to him or really anything about that happened. The last thing he remembers is talking to the mom about pizza and then they're like, let's just get you home. Like they're I think he has brain damage and that's a gonna little come bit, out yeah. years from now. So we cut into the classic store of Kim Possible, which is Bana- Club Banana. Club Banana. And I, I was about to say Banana Republic. That's, but that's a, a real store. That's a real store. <laughs> and she is she and Monique are shopping for prom dresses. Which like is it supposed to be Banana Republic? Because if you're shopping for your it's prom be, dress at a Banana be. Republic, you need to check your life yeah, and your a choices. Bit. <laughs> uh, so they're shopping for prom dresses and talking about 
all the weird stuff that's been going on and the whole thing about Bonnie and the date and blah, 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 blah. And Ron's in the store, too. Ron is also in the store for... Yeah, for some reason. Basically... for prom dresses. Basically to set up the fact that we're going to see him with his pants (laughs) down again. (laughs) A classic gag. Because no one's dressing rooms are garbage. Yes. They, why yeah, are the doors so small? How could anyone yeah, hear they're you? Like, they're they they're like saloon-style like doors thigh. where they swing out. And yeah, I gotta, you know, you bring that up a good point. Kim Possible kind of shows a lot of skin in this movie. She's showing a lot of skin. Yeah, she's always taking her clothes off, man. Um, well, she is open for business, apparently. <laughs> uh, so they're talking, and then Eric shows Body up. Body Yeah, she, so she tries on a bad dress, blah, blah, blah. Then she tries on this nice silver one, and in Eric... In the she, classic makeover montage of Disney, it's really she not tries on one disgusting well, dress, one, everyone's yeah, like, it's not a montage. Ugh, and then she tries on one halfway normal dress, and they're like, that's yes. the one. Eric shows up. And is like, you should buy that dress. You look so tight, by the way. Tight? Oh, what? Tight? Is, it, is that not Ugh. is that not slang like, anymore? Like, you can see her pointy boobs a little bit better? No, I meant, like, tight and, like, that's tight. You know? Tight like and, that, like, her like, vagina like, is like, No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not like that. So, Lucas, get your mind out of the gutter. I know she's open for business. <laughs> but, like, don't talk about her that moving way. Moving on. Eric says, you should buy the dress. And then Bonnie comes in and is like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Why is everyone in this fucking store? Also, my point is, why... Well, Bonnie also is wearing, like, a dress. I'm guessing she was shopping, too. But my question is, why is Bonnie trying to cockblock Kim? Because her whole point was, you'll never find a nice boy. And then she's like, she found a nice boy to go with. And she's like, oh, now I don't want her to find a cool boy. She wants Kim to fail. She wants her to feel inferior when she didn't have it. And now that she has it, she wants her to... I guess. It's just weird to me, is all. Girls are bitches, Luke. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, welcome to high school, Luke. But yeah. Oh, well, Jeez. yeah. You know how many people I sabotaged? What I... a day. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you sound like the Green Goblin in the Spider Man movie. You know how much I sacrificed. The dog eat dog world out there, okay? So she, uh, so then she, Monique distracts her by saying bricks hitting on one of the girls, and she runs out of the store, and the sirens go off, and ha 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 ha. Bricks dumb. Bonnie's mean. Great. And then Ron runs out because the alarms are going off. And again, and pantsless. Totally pantsless. In case you guys are wondering where this joke was going, it's that his pants aren't on. Yeah. Which is the punchline of seven different jokes in this movie. <laughs> what, what happens next? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. There's too many plot lines. Guys, I have no idea what happens in this movie. Hang on, no, I'm cutting, I no I'm cutting this because I don't know where to go. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, keep that's it why in. I'm staying so quiet. I really just forgot what's going on. I forgot on. Yeah, what on. happened. <laughs> Isn't the Diablo no, okay, thing so, coming to play? Yeah, so no, right, little, right, little, little, little Diablo. So. Sorry, stop. Give me a. Sound. I like this audio of no. us not knowing what's going no. on. It's funny, we're keeping I'm it. Cutting, I'm cutting. I said it, and now it's in the show. I'm cutting it. So little what Diablo. The, the next <laughs> guys, if anybody wants to know, we just got so lost the plot. Luke had to go Google it on Wikipedia so we could figure out what happens next because <laughs> we're so fucking off the rails with this. So they go. So the next big plot that happens is. Bueno Nacho is complete change of policy, which was foreshadowed earlier, and they start introducing these now kitty there's meals, kitty toys, which and are and the little toy is called uh, Little Diablo, and the I Japanese guy. I think if I was guy, a stripper, that'd be my stripper name. <laughs> little Diablo. So the Japanese guy, who the CEO notices that this is his design, he freaks out, and we see a kind of racist montage all around the world of kids it's kind of like stereotyping it's, it's, it's stereotyping of all these kids going crazy for little diablo and then it cuts to like a news report of being like this is little diablo he's a fantastic new toy from bueno nacho like a craze. and then yeah and ron like takes the mic from her and is just like i'm losing everything i ever cared so about want there to be kids which, toys because then there's kids in the restaurant yes there's the kid the restaurant's full of kids and it's ruined the place that he loves most but also it's kind of talking about the kim situation because he's losing her yeah everything's other. kind of falling out of his grasp 
including his own pants because he can't seem to keep them (laughs) (laughs) but what happens basically yeah so prom is upon us no no no. well they kim again wade can track anybody and kim asks her where ron him where ron is and he says he's in the old treehouse and she goes to the tree she goes to the treehouse to talk to him and have like try and like be like hey listen just because i have a boyfriend now doesn't mean this is anything's gonna has to change in between us also you're really quick to throw labels on someone you haven't kissed yet kim yeah like i said it it moves it moves quickly but whatever it's not the first disney channel original movie and it will not be the last uh so they have this they try to have this hard to hard talk about their past and everything and i gotta give the show credit these it seems like this and later on when ron's talking to himself that i have to give credit for it's a really grown-up way to approach this story like like there's a i don't know if i liked this scene I, think, I didn't really get what it accomplished, but I like when he was talking to himself in the mirror. Well, though, it helps Ron realize that maybe he wants more out of his relationship with Kim than he originally thought. Like, he even says, like, I never felt this way about her before, but now that she's getting in so good with this guy, like, it's, a, it's just a really grown-up approach Honestly, to a relationship, so you don't really see don't realize they want something TV. until someone else has it. Honestly, girls, if you want anybody, if you're waiting for a guy to like you, just start going out with someone else in his immediate circle. He will then realize that he wants you, and you will be dating by year's end. That is my advice. End. That's the long con. You have to run the long con. I run the long con. (laughs) Men are like babies in a sandbox, and like once if they want, they don't realize they want a toy until someone else has it. And once someone else has the toy, I feel really then they cur- want As the it. only man on this podcast, I feel really persecuted right now. <laughs> you know what? This, <laughs> is, you guys, you know, this podcast is supposed to be my safe space. You guys are and all you're taking idiots. It from me. And, every, and you have to run the long con, and it works every time. I mean, if Kim Possible taught me anything, it's that men are idiots. Yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah, that's a pretty... They're useless. Yeah. But so this also, ho- why can't guys realize that they like girls before they're dating someone else? That is a trope in all movies, but it's a trope in real life too. Like I just said, like why Lucas? Can you answer on the behalf of men? Like why do you? Why are they like? Oh, I love my friend. She's so great. And the minute they get a boyfriend, then every guy in every movie is like, oh fuck, I like her. I don't feel qualified to talk on behalf of mankind. You must now literally mankind. You must now defend every man on the planet Earth. I can't. I really can't. Um, so I'm gonna get out of that by segueing so into this. Points? So prom, right? So yeah, uh, prom. So then Ron. So this, this was the so, banger. Oh, so sorry. So well, this, Ron goes wait, 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 Sorry, I, I know you don't like me cutting you off when you're moving, but we do need to mention Ron has a scene to himself where he's like, "That's it. I'm doing this. I'm gonna go to KP. I'm gonna tell her I like her." He puts on tux. He puts he? on the de- the tux he was wearing earlier because he realized after they talked. That like, oh crap, I have a thing for her. What if she rejects me? These guys can't and, realize they like someone until somebody else is already dating. But them. yeah, it's a really good scene for Ron as a character. But she's like, like, it's gonna, he's see. like, it's gonna ruin our friendship. Yeah, it's but then really, how does he end up at Wayne Onako alone? I, I just assumed he like lost his nerve, or he was just gonna get Wayne Onacho anyway, because he's always gets Wayne Onacho. He was like putting on a tux and to go. <laughs> you to know what? Prom, that's a good. You, that's a, good. Just, maybe he, yeah, maybe he loses confidence. It's just like screw I mean, it, I'm not doing it. But like we would have like. But you're kind that. of right. I don't think they. Sh- I don't really remember them showing why he goes to Wayne Onacho because he was. About well, he's to- putting on a tux and then it, the next cut, and he's like, I'm gonna go tell her, and then the next cut is him alone at Wayne Onacho yeah, in his, like- his street clothing. Yeah, you know what? You're, you make a good point. Maybe, because no, he's talking like, what if she might reject me and it'll be a total flame out and ruin our friendship? Maybe he decides not to go and then it just wasn't articulated. So, why am I having to do all this guesswork, Disney? Do the work for me. Tell yes, me why he's not there. Good, yeah, it's, they could have been a little clearer. But so then we cut to prom, <laughs> and as we've alluded to, a banger song is playing. This is the Jesse McCartney song. Which is Jesse McCartney, Get Your Shine On. Yes. And I will insert a little bit of it right here. 
Everybody here's feeling your vibe I'll do hands up cause you're doing it right Everybody get the chance to shine uh -huh. So don't be shy Did you know that everyone's a star? Time is no matter who you are Flip the beat and we're switching it up, yeah It's your time Wow, that was just magic. beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's a great, great I song. I will say, I wrote if you, it. If you grew up in the early 2000s, you know this song, and I bet you started to dance on a little bit where you, know you listen to it. You know what? I didn't dance like they danced, though. Oh, yeah, they I did do have this. a note that said, their dancing is crazy. It's insane. It's, it's crazy. It was like aliens came to Earth and was like, this is how yeah, human I think beings the, I think the animators didn't really know how to animate this kind of movement or something, because it's very... It's so weird. It's, it's also like partner dancing where they're yeah, just like, like leaning really side fast to side. And like, yeah. So they, they, it's literally also, just... Also, why aren't they just, like, slow dancing? Or, like, it's like fun dancing? Because the slow dancing isn't there yet. But, um, so... I forgot they that, haven't kissed. So, yeah. Bonnie is furious that she found a good date and they're getting to dance on. And even Brick is like, possible's got it going on. And he's like, which is creepy. And she's like, shut up. And he also, goes, okay. Also, I love that... Also, wait. Cut back. They have pictures at Kim's. Oh, right. Yeah. And they have pictures at Kim's. And Kim does, like, a magic transformation where she walks down the stairs. But, like... The only thing that's different is that her hair is in a ponytail. Yeah, he's seen her in the dress before. It's not a big, it's not a big classic, moment. classic reveal where it's like they change one. Also, Eric, also like, Eric makes a very uh, not blase comment that he just only lives with his dad, and his dad's always busy with his work, which working on some big project. Yeah, it's basically not important, listeners. So the problem happens. We cut to Ron. He's playing on Nacho, and he only gets to go because he doesn't want to deal with the kids. But there are no kids when he's there. But he still wants to get it to go. But he gets it there, and the manager that he's kind of friends with. Okay, is, I will say I was like when I was thinking about the merits of Ron, I was like, "Fuck, Ron fucking sucks." Like he doesn't contribute anything. And I was like, "Wait, actually, he's the one that realizes about the evil plot first. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, "No, he doesn't, because he's just sitting there." And Rufus is the one. Yeah. Rufus has to spell out help no, and catch up. No, 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 no. The, er, the, the, the evil, evil, evil. The manager, the manager that he's friends with is like, Ron, listen, like some crazy stuff's going on. And there's like this big muscle-bound dude who's the actual manager yeah. now. And Ron wants nothing to do with it. No, Ron is too depressed because he they can't tell Kim how he feels or whatever. He's just depressed by the fact that Bueno Nacho is a shadow. He ignores every single soul. Yeah, that's too. And he, and yeah, and he goes. Every obvious. And thing. he goes ballistic over the fact they don't have bendy straws anymore. And he goes, he gets calls Wade on the phone, and it's like, Wade, I want you to hack into Bueno Nacho headquarters and put me through directly to the president of Bueno Nacho. And he goes, I don't know, that might be really difficult. I got it. Here you go. Because again, Wade's like no. All no, powerful. He's basically. And he and the guy, and then you see a guy at a desk answer the phone, and it's Doctor Draken. Dun dun. I saw that dun. coming from a mile away. And he immediately recognizes Dr. Draken's voice and is very confused. And then, yes. I'm glad that they had him recognize his voice. Because if he yeah. didn't, I was like, then it, that's just... And as I've mentioned, the, man the uh, manager that he's friends with, not the bad muscle manager, muscly manager, writes in hot sauce evil on his food tray. And Rufus does that. And Rufus... No, no. The manager sees it. The manager writes it. Rufus sees it and yeah, tries Rufus to tell Ron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And find then... Shit. Why can Rufus read and Ron can't? <laughs> that's my question. It's a valid, it's a good question. So then uh, suddenly um, you see them freaking out and Rufus and the manager freaking out inside. And then suddenly a death army of these little, little, Diablos, little Diablos comes out of the store. And 
Uh, they all start like attacking Ron, and Ron tries to get away, and he doesn't know what's happening, and he's like, why is this happening, blah, 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 and he goes to prom, and he's like, guys, little Diablos are evil, it's totally happening, they're right behind me, freaking out, and he turns around, and the little and Diablos, they all hide, and everyone thinks it's just Ron being Ron, being stupid, being crazy, and, and then, Eric's like Ron. And Eric's is immediately shit. like, okay, Dick, like, this is stupid, we're gonna get back to prom now, and I gotta give, again, I gotta give the show credit, they could have gone the route that Kim was a dickhead, and didn't listen to Ron, but they went the actual route, which is what actually happened is Kim trusts her she best friend, him. who she has no reason not to trust, and says, yep, I believe you, I'm going to call Wade. And Eric is like, no, what are you talking about? His story's ridiculous, you're being ridiculous. And she's like, it's Ron, like, he's my best friend, he might be right, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, she calls Wade, and Wade's like, yeah, it was Draken on the other end of the line, and I analyzed yeah, my Yeah, I thought they were going to pull that trope where, like, you don't believe, you pick your boyfriend over your best friend, and, like, you don't, they, you stop believing him, and you're like, oh, he's crazy, but, like, she believes him. Yeah. And then it's a pretty quick fix. Wade's like, yep, he's 100% right, and this plan is in motion, and all yep. the toys are evil. Yep, and so they go and talk to their dad to show it to him, and he's like, yeah, this is my technology, it's metal that can, like, grow. So this way, we've now combined the use of the brain tap machine the and toys, the taking over of Wayne Onako, and the metal project. It's right. Oh, well, there's one other thing. And again, there's a twist at the end of this movie. And it's, and I gotta give credit, it's kind of well hidden. It's not super obvious, but you could put it together if you needed it to. And there is a scene. I put it where, together. There is a scene that it gives it, that, that where she mentions she's going over all the pieces trying to put this plan together that Draken has, Shigo is. Mm -hmm. And is like, he's got Synthodrome personality update grades. Looks and upgrades the technology, the toy design, blah, blah, blah. I don't see any of this fits together. And this is where it all kind of starts to come together. And Draken immediately um, flips a switch. And these robots that they have suddenly grow to enormous, like, battle destroyer size and start attacking Kim. I think it's just... Kim's home. Kim's home. Like, the home gets Her wrecked. family home. The ceiling gets blown out. They blow holes in the walls. And then, uh... And also, like, her parents, again, just to call it how shitty those parents are, but, like, you got this right, babe, and, like, they go hide in the garage. Well, no, they help her. They, but, like, they, they, she is out there busting her ass and, like, kicking these giant machines that her parents are hiding right. in the garage. And, yes, and they figure out they need to take out the signal that's powering these, which is at the Bueno Nacho. We see, like, the sign open up, and it's the signal device. And so they, the parents modify the Ron scooter with the brother's rockets, and it's, like, a rocket scooter now, and they're, like... Blasting away down Wayno Nacho, and they take down the signal device really easily. It's crazy. Super easy. It's crazy how easy it Piece is. Piece of cake. Let's get back to prom. Yes, and well, that's the thing is she's like, okay, great, save the world, no problem. Prom now, right? Uh, technically not. Oh, so Draken says, Shigo, I need you to. He said this earlier. He says, Shigo, I need you to go swing by Middleton High and pick up something for me. And he has a framed picture of Kim and Eric <laughs> on his desk. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, based on what happens later, it's understandable how he got the picture, but he really went through the time to have it framed. That's and put what, on no, his what I'm saying, like, uh, why? It makes no sense. So they stop the device that powers the machines, the robots, and they're like, okay, cool, we did it, awesome. And then uh, Draken contacts them through Kim's website, how she, which is how she usually gets these missions, and is like, hey, guess who I've got? And Eric, and he shows that she goes holding Eric hostage. Uh, and then Kim's like, aw, no, you didn't. And she goes, she goes like Rambo, like painting, like the battle lines this on her face. she puts on the crazy battle Yes, suit. so she goes home. That and by has the way, not been alluded to before at all. Yes, and by the way, home. they go back to her house, and the house is fine. It looks the exact yes, same. There's no, really no sign of battle damage. 
And she goes into her closet and puts on this white and black uniform. And Wade explains that this is an experimental battle armor that he's developing for it's her. basically her Iron Man suit. Basically, yep. yes. But And I like the design of it. It's a cool design. It's just, it's Why very Why is this the first we're hearing of this, though? That's well, my it, cue. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Why doesn't she take that on all her missions? Because it's experimental. And it will, later on in the show, it will continue to come back when, like, things get out of hand, if I remember correctly. Um, so it's not just like just for the movie thing. So she goes, puts on this battle suit, and is like, "All right, I'm gonna go kick Drac and show him what's what, get my boyfriend back." And so they drive up to Bueno Nacho headquarters, which is what he's now using as a secret base. And they roll up, and Wade's got this gun for her that shoots like a plunger, basically. Basically, that is an EMP at the same time. It's weird. I don't know. But if she shoots this at Draken's big antenna thing that's powering all the robots. It'll shut it off and she wins. Easy peasy. Got it. So they go in and immediately get attacked by Shigo. Uh, well, no, they get attacked by the sumo ninja who has shown up once a couple of other times. Again, but now he has a funny voice. He does. Yeah, you hear his funny voice now, and it's it's a good it's a good gag. Uh, and they and use, again, Ron is an interim death, and Rufus gets Rufus, a knockout. Yeah, Rufus cast, uses and knockout. Rufus yeah, saves his ass. Exactly. And Shigo and Kim start fighting, and you get to see the battle suit in action. It's really cool. She yeah. turns her hand into like a lacrosse stick and throws Shigo's energy back at her. She's she like a grappling shield. hook. Yeah, it's dope. It's a really cool Makes scene. Makes her seem a little bit more evenly matched with Shigo, who has, like we mentioned before, has fire hands. Yes. So it's nice that they're on an even playing field. Yeah, and oh, also, I almost, yeah. I almost, I almost uh, made a mistake. I almost blew over this. So Ron, before they go into Benacho, says, hey, shouldn't I also have a super suit if we're going to do this? And I realized, yeah, Ron really should have he a super suit. He needs it more than anyone. Yeah, he's the one who doesn't, who isn't good at anything. Like, give him something. And he's the one whose pants keep fucking falling down. Yeah, yeah. he needs a one-piece something. Put him in a unitard, because that way he can't drop yes. trout. <laughs> <laughs> so Shigo and Kim do this awesome fight and Shigo notes how cool the battle armor is herself and even says huh I guess it puts you more on my level and I was like bitch she beats you all the time what are you talking yeah, about you have fire hands, she, so regu- just embarrassing. she regularly kicks your ass like what are you talking yeah, about what gives her the right to talk smack she yeah. never right. you never win so she Ron is like hyping her up from the sidelines because he's not going to And then the fat ninja comes back in. Sumo. Sorry, Ron I don't want body shame. Him. Yeah, why and are Ron- you coming after this man's weight? And Ron is like, Maybe yeah, yeah. He's big bone. He's probably struggling with it. The sumo Leave ninja. I'm sorry. The sumo also, why does Draken employ a sumo ninja? ninjas? Great Why does Draken employ ninjas, period? That's so not his why thing. Why does he even have ninjas? But, uh, but the point is, Ron's bumming his fists up and down and then he accidentally hits the ninja one more time which for those fans fans of the show know that Ron actually has mystical martial arts powers laid dormant in him from an earlier episode and they will come back later the mystical powers of Monkey Fu Monkey Fu yes Monkey Fist Monkey Fist because he Monkey Fist and Rufus are the three people on the planet who have these mystical monkey powers yes I remember that Um, that was good yeah good times good times so uh, Kim and Chico fight Kim kicks Shigo's ass, and then, like, Eric comes down the escalator, just like, Kim, you did it, you saved well, me. Well, no, Shigo says something really fucking oh. creepy. Oh, yeah, she I don't does. Know how old we're supposed to assume Kigo, Shigo is. Shigo's, supposed, Shigo's supposed to be an adult, and Kim and Eric are supposed to be, like, 17. 17. And she goes, and she's like, that, that Eric kid's really cute. Maybe and she's, I'm, like, punching Kim. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that Eric kid's really cute. Maybe when I'm finished with you, 
I'll date him. And I was like, what? Yeah, no. she's supposed to be an adult, A. And I guess she's messing with Kim, but it's still really creepy. Don't take it to a weird place. Yeah. Like, keep your banter to, like, something. I, I was like, whoa. And then that really pisses Kim off. Oh, yeah. I guess Kim gets a angry face. Adult Shigo is sexual competition, which I, is, it adds a whole nother layer to this relationship. Yeah, it's I think personally, up. I think Kim and Shigo are attracted to each other and just should make out. I, uh, I'd read that fan fiction. Uh, I think it would definitely <laughs> exist somewhere. Um, but she's like starts goes she just goes like she starts starts raging on her ass because yeah. she insinuated that she was gonna fuck Eric and so she just goes crazy in her is like still punching the air even oh yeah she goes like she goes like a E Honda sumo like, like multiple like, punch <laughs> like <laughs> it's like raging on her ass and then uh, is still raging on her ass even though she's not there anymore yeah you and see Eric, her fists physically like slow and down and Eric like comes on the escalator like and, in slow yeah, motion like an angel descending yes. from on high and he's like you did it baby you saved and me I know, like, I know you cared that much yeah like, she's still... and she goes and hugs Eric she's like Eric you're safe and he goes actually around here I'm known as Synthodrone 908 or whatever the number is and shocks her and guys Eric was a Synthodrone this whole time he was the all whole time the, no she, shit he was all you say that but I, I actually I do. remember I don't know if I guys I could not tell you about the first time I watched this movie I see I saw it so long ago so I don't know if I remember this surprising me but I remember when I rewatched it for this mm-hmm. I was like and he said he was I was like he's fake I, I didn't know that he was fake I, I thought he was like Dr. Dragon's son or something. I knew that he was evil the whole time. I didn't remember him being a synthodrone because, again, I could not keep all the cogs <laughs> in this wheel of his plan. I kept forgetting that synthodrones existed. But I was like, oh, it's Dr. Dragon's son. And then when I was thinking about his dad working on a project, I was like, yeah, he works for Dragon or oh, something. Yeah. Like, I didn't know he was a synthodrone. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, I think it could have been way more obvious and it's not super obvious. So I'll give him some credit. But yeah, Eric's a synthodrone. He shocks Kim. And then Shigo knocks Ron out. And. All right, this is where it gets stupid. These these are two people who consistently spoil Draken and Kim's plans. And I know it's a Disney show, so they're not going to kill him, obviously. But they just tie, tie them, them up, up in a back room with no supervision. In a back room that's just housing old and, props. And they leave Kim's super high-tech battle armor on. Granted, that doesn't play a factor, and they uh, and it's like, you know, they're not going to show her And they leave her, her bag undressed. right there. Yeah, like on the floor. Yeah, it's the stupidest. Just out of arms reach. It's the stupidest thing ever. And they leave them with their most vital weapon. Rufus. Yeah, they do not know to take away (laughs) Rufus from the. uh, Oh, many guys, you've been doing this for three seasons at this point. Be better. Um. So, Kim is so sad. So very, very sad that she got played by a syntho drone, and she has no will to go on. She says she's sort of stuck to babysitting, which is something Draken said earlier. And Ron also, is- I like when they when they burned. This is with backtracking. I didn't make a note about this, I just remembered it. That when they burned her prom dress, and she's like, you have no idea how much babysitting I did to pay for this dress. <laughs> I loved it, because that was a real... <laughs> made her feel very real. Oh, yeah, that's something that we didn't mention. She saves the world entirely for free. She is Don't not paid... Don't fuck up my dress. She is not paid yeah, to do any of it. I think Kim might be on some sort of upper, and this is, again, I said it, and it's true, um, because... How is this girl getting any sleep between school, saving the world, cheerleading, and babysitting? She has it all. She can do it all. She's on a bunch of Adderall and is staying up all night long. I'm telling you that right now. You're, well, yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah, well. The math doesn't add up. She's doing too many activities. The math definitely doesn't add up. So she's distraught. Ron is, like, trying to be like, hey, you're Kim Possible. You can do anything. Blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, well, do you think I'll ever find a nice guy? And he goes, there are plenty of nice guys out there. This was weird. This was a weird I think it's kind of sweet. And he goes, like... It was cute. Yeah. Me and and Lexi are on the same page on this one. He goes, there are are plenty of guys out there. 
and you know in here mm. like very shyly and she's like oh and like she's like really and he's like yeah well I mean, I blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they kind of start to talk about it. But then she realizes that they still have Rufus, who I guess, I think it was just asleep in Ron's pocket. Yeah, what was like, Rufus doing? Like, uh, Rufus must get a lot of sleep because he's asleep in Ron's pocket for the most convenient times a lot. So then Ron... He got, I, I don't think that that line was weird. I think the way that she reacted to it was weird. She yeah. was like, oh. Yeah, she... <laughs> she didn't it, seem see, overjoyed. See, much in the way that I, I was saying earlier how cool it is they spend time on just Ron dealing with his feelings, they really don't give Kim that time. No. And so what happens so later... Does, so feelings. what happens later really doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess you could just say that it... Uh, story convenience. Uh, so Rufus wakes up. He uses the lipstick, laser lipstick, to get out of... To get them out of their ropes and... Draken initiates the plan to launch all the little Diablos into full destroyer mode and take over the world. Uh, and Kim just immediately walks in and is just like, yeah, no, this ain't happening, and starts kicking ass all over the floor. Uh, and then they go to the roof for because that's where the big antenna is that's powering And she all needs them. to shoot the gun at it. And she it. needs to shoot the gun at it. And she's fighting Shigo. And then Ron and Eric actually fight a little bit. Ron I, doesn't I do well. I really but, call you know. Ron's fighting, fighting. Yes. But and he, also but the, the gun that she needs to shoot while she's struggling with Shigo starts to slide off the cliff. And Rufus, of his own sentient like mind, is like, I gotta go get that gun. And like goes and hangs over the cliff and like grabs the yes. gun. And also... Uh, Eric disses Rufus. He's like, naked, roll mat, roll, naked mole rats are not cool. So, yes, to Ron. And, and, like... <laughs> and we're supposed to believe that Rufus heard that also. Yes, and so, they, so, so they take the stairs up, by the way. This is going to come apart. They take the stairs up. Kim and Shigo are fighting closer to the antenna, which is on the other side of the roof. And then Eric and Ron are fighting closer to the stairs. And then Rufus runs off to get the gun. He throws it to Ron. Ron throws it to Kim. And Kim takes a shot at the antenna. And, and it looks then, like it's going to land on it. And then immediately, somehow, Eric managed to get on top of the antenna. It makes, like, no physically He's possible sense. Yeah, how he got up there. And he catches the the dart, that's the EMP, and he's just like, got it, nice try, Kim. And she goes, you know, you really shouldn't have... Uh... Oh, by the way, I almost forgot to mention, Kim, like, basically, I read this as a fact off the IMDb trivia page, Kim punches Shigo into a tower and then cuts the tower down and she gets electrocuted on the tower and then it falls. And they had to add a scene later where they're getting put in a paddy wagon because people thought Shigo was dead. She, yeah, she did look dead. <laughs> that was she, she straight up killed her. She I thought for like, sure yeah. Ken murdered her. She, yeah. she electrocuted her and then the tower fell yeah, down. Yeah, like she fell off the top of a building after being electrocuted. Like, people, like she looked like That's she... not a crazy assumption to jump to no. that Shigo was dead. That's what like, yes. building. You would, you would yes. be super dead about it's very, yeah. So, but uh, Eric's got the dart sitting on top of the tower, and again, somehow people can just teleport on top of the tower. Also, somehow Kim can time her jabs, her clever jabs, with Rufus, yes. a sentient being <laughs> yeah. who is an animal. And she says, "You really shouldn't have made fun of Rufus there. A little guy holds a grudge, and Rufus takes a big old and chomp." On you. <laughs> chomp out of Eric's foot and all the syntho goo falls out and he starts to wither and it's kind of horrifying watching this human man just wither and fall. Like fade to a skeleton and then... Yeah. It looked like the little thingies from Little Mermaid when they would like shrink down and be those little... Yeah, but there was like a tornado effect. This yeah. is just like goop is pouring out of him. 
Yeah. And I so mean, that, it wasn't even that hard of a bite. Like, good no. thing she didn't try to. Why bite could? Me how could? Yeah, that would not have ended well. No, there would have been. I mean, been that nice. wouldn't have ended well for um, anyone. But no, no. Oh yeah. Also, it was when they're tied up that she says the line like, "He's like, oh God, you kissed the synthode drone." She's like, "I didn't kiss him, but I wanted to." Gross. Yeah, Kim. very gross. <laughs> oh, you know you're open for business. Yeah. Also, Rufus can't bite through a rope that's tying them, but he can bite through a human man's foot. Well, no, he's not a human. He's a synthode drone. <laughs> but like, still, you raise a valid point. He could. They made a specific so point. Wait, he couldn't bite through. How has this this balloon man not been punctured while riding his motorcycle on the way to school? I don't know. How has he not died before? He's apparently super fragile. May, I would love maybe I mean like maybe he constantly gets punctured and just keep going back to Draken like being like but, I stepped uh, off the curb too fast. It doesn't hold up to me. Uh, so yeah, so Eric falls perfectly. So the dart hits the tower and the EMP hits and the tower shuts down and it like explodes. Even though that's not really how EMPs work, it just shuts it down. It wouldn't explode. And then right. all the robots shrink. Like. You can see the robots filling the sky as the as a storm rolled in because of course it's raining and. Uh, all the robots shut down. The day is saved. And My rock- favorite part of this movie was they were showing like uh, like them wreaking havoc all over the world, and this like giant monster, like because it used to be someone like a kid's toy, is like following this mother and daughter. And, like, I think it's supposed to be like the streets of Japan, and like throwing cars at them and shit. And like Kim, and then we see Kim destroy the thing, and then it immediately shrinks down. To pay back to a toy, mm-hmm. and the little daughter runs over and picks it up, and yeah. it's like, and I was like, "Bitch, put that down! That toy is going in the trash! Like you don't get to play with it anymore! Like it just tried to kill you!" Yeah, it's kind of. How do up. you know that it's all kosher now? You don't. Yeah, she, she especially doesn't. But yeah, you see the shots of the robots all over the world and all of them shrinking down and whatnot. Stupid ass kid. And then Ron confronts Draken, and there's been like an undergoing plot in the movie that Ron, Draken doesn't know Ron's name, which His I name always escapes which me. I don't. Was that a thing in the TV? show i don't remember uh, i think so i think it might have been a little bit but i don't really remember it um and ron is like say my name he's also say pissed it. it's kind of like it's a weird bueno batman Naco. moment for him oh yeah he's also pissed because he stole bueno Naco from him but he's very pissy at draken and draken just goes i uh 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 it's stoppable like really dramatic for no reason <laughs> And, and then, like I mentioned, we see a shot of Draken and uh, Shigo being put into a paddy wagon because test audiences thought that Shigo was dead, so they needed to include that scene. And then Shigo, and uh, Ron and Kim, Kim takes Ron's hand and is like, come on, we better hurry. And he goes, where? And she's like, you'll see. And so then they change back into their prom gears and they walk in. Oh, also, sorry. The entirety of the prom is watching Kim's Saving the Day on, on, a, po- on a portable television, which is something that I forgot existed because we have smartphones now. <laughs> I thought it was a phone. Yeah. And so they're all like, whoa, super cool. And they walk in and Ron and Kim are holding hands. And Bonnie's like, oh my gosh, Kim and Ron are dating. And I was like, bitch, that's a huge assumption you're making. That just because they walk in holding hands with their dating now. Also, like, who gives this much of a shit about other people's relationship status? You. I'm true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's like, they're dating, ha ha. She's dating a loser. Ron's a loser, ha ha ha. And then the entire auditorium erupts into cheers that they just saved the entire world again. And and now they like, and, I don't know. And now they slow These dance without ba- I don't think they say a line. Although Rufus, no, they don't ever yeah, speak. Rufus nudges Ron onto the dance floor, and he and Kim slow and dance. And this is a Christy Carlton Romano song. That they yeah, it is. Too. It is again because Disney Channel tries to make everyone they can into a singer. Um, and they do a really passionate kiss, kiss. like even though she didn't kiss on her boyfriend ma- like, of like on weeks the, on the mouth. Like the, there might as well be tongue. Like, I it's also very open passionate. mouth. They like really open emphasize mouth. it. 
I think it was also because they're animated, they can get away with more. But also, like, I don't love Kim's lips, the way they're animated. She has yeah. a really dark upper lip, so it looks like she has a heavy mustache. And then yeah. when she was doing an open mouth kiss with it, I was truly horrified. It, yeah, it, it, it's kind <laughs> of weird just because you don't, like, you think, like, oh, I don't expect this animation to be doing this. It's it's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't like seeing beloved animated characters from my past, like, oh, also, tonguing uh, each other on screen. Also, fun fact, there's a little moment where Brick and Monique kind of show that, that they might be... Yeah, what was that? Well, also, because I realized Monique didn't go to prom with anybody. There's no one who's supposed to be Monique. Because she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. That's fair. Actually, she says that to Kim at one yes. point. She says that, Kim, you're a strong, independent woman. I'm, yes. <laughs> but yeah, they kiss, and the movie ends, and that That's was Kim it. Possible, so the drama, and I think it was and pretty damn good. It was the drama. It was actually it was. enjoyable. It was, it was enjoyable. I think it was enjoy- I think we like we talked about Halloween Town about how good how enjoyable it is, but part of it is because of how bad it is. Yeah, I don't think and the, this, this I is, don't think the filmmakers of Halloween Town knew that what they were making this, was gonna the, be enjoyable for the reasons that it was. And that's the thing about but that's the thing about this movie is the people behind it are the people who were behind the show. And the show is a good show, so they made the show into the good movie. And it's Makes a, sense. It's technically good. It's like the writing is good. It's it's all it's a good movie. It's a good evolution of the characters and all the stuff we see. It's basically like a long episode of Kim Possible that expands on some more stuff you want to see. Yeah, I would have liked to see like Kim's realization that she loved Ron. Yeah. Like that was really kind of glossed over. Because they will continue to date through the rest of the time this show is on. Yeah, and but like she also was so adamant about not wanting to fuck Ron for so long. And like then she really just reverses her opinion on that very quick. Yeah, it's, it could just come a little out of nowhere, but it is sweet. And you do see it. <laughs> big flip-flopper. And seeing them in the relationship is really cute. So All right. I like it. All right. So I think I would probably... What do you think? Would you change your ranking? Do you think... Uh, Halloween Town still rates above this is the best one we've watched so far or would you put Halloween Town I think yes this is number two though this is number two you think it's number two I'm gonna say this is the best one we've watched so far so for me it goes this Halloween Town Smart House Princess Protection Program so for you it goes Halloween Town this Princess Protection Program Smart House yes so that's where we stand it's a really enjoyable movie I recommend it. Lexi, what are your thoughts? I really, really just <laughs> loved this. I was waiting for so many years, three years, for Kim to get with Ron. So, like, I was I was shipping them for so long. This was everything <laughs> I've been waiting for. It did a nice oh, yeah. fan service. I think a lot of people wanted them to yeah. get together. It's, if you're a fan of Kim Possible, I'm sure you like the movie. If not, I actually would recommend not watching this movie. You should watch some of the back catalog first, just so you can be up to speed on stuff, and so you're not just... Or just listen to this podcast. I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, that too. Uh, so, unfortunately, this movie does not have a tagline, as far as I can find, Mm. and we're going a little long, and so we're just going to wrap it up here. So, uh, just for the usual plugs, I'm going to plug AudioEntropy.com, which is a podcasting collective set up by some friends of mine who have a lot of really cool shows, like Digital Moncast, Transmission, Totally Reprised, Going Pear-Shaped, and my personal favorite, Teenagers with Attitude, which I am on occasionally. And I was also on uh, War and Beast just recently. So check out their Halloween episode if you want to hear me. Emma, what would you like to plug? Um, follow me on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. Um, that's about it. And follow us on Twitter at Comedy Podcast. Lexi, do you want to plug yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am at Lex Rotnicki on Twitter. I tweet a lot about nothing. So uh, <laughs> Just like everybody that's else. That's fine. Good. Same. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sold me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, as I mentioned, you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast so you can get more hot DCOM scoops. Like I said, the wand 
uh, there's I linked to the wand article, the wand article about the raw footage of that of the Disney stars doing that, and it's very very funny. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for coming along, Emma. What are we watching next month? Beep, 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 beep. Um, <laughs> no, I just wanted to end on that. Fuck. Um, <laughs> next month is Christmas, but I don't want to do a Christmas movie. I want to do a movie about snow. So we're gonna watch Johnny Tsunami. Do oh we my god. Do we have to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's about a boy who was raised in Hawaii, who gets who gets taken to the cruel, mean streets of Vermont, <laughs> where a okay. bunch of Caucasian children bully him. <laughs> All right, come back next for month for not understanding snow. All right, come back next month for Johnny Tsunami. Lexi, thank you so oh, much for coming. to it. Thank you so much for joining for us on this here, episode. Lexi. I hope you have oh, fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, now, now much else to say, Emma. Give it to us. <laughs> Decoms forever. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>